Jesus' name. He is the only one. You can be seated. If you haven't got a book yet, um, you might want to get one. I think there's only two, yeah, there's three left here. So if you need a book for this quarter, um, for our lessons, you can certainly get one in Jesus' name. And we'll make sure that if there's any more that are needed, we can order them in Jesus' name. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? Bible says, he who, the ca- who, he, who the ca- he who the Son has set free is free indeed. We're starting a new series of lessons on the God of deliverance. And of course, that is um, um, what apostolics contend for. Uh, the book of Jude talks about earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And this encompasses that. Deliverance is part of that faith. Praise God. And so this is what we want to see happen um, tonight. I don't know if there's people here tonight that um, uh, there's probably a good chance that there's people here that need to be set free. And the opportunity is now. The opportunity is now. Praise God. So we're going to be looking into some lessons that have to do with the God of deliverances. Tonight we're going to be looking at the fact that slaves can be delivered. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Slaves can be delivered. And so I trust that, and I know that to be true in Jesus' name. Praise God. Um, Let me read this to you as we begin here. Um, On March 22, 2018, an ordinary family said goodbye to an extraordinary person. He wasn't um, just extraordinary because he had reached the age of 107. Um, he wasn't even extraordinary simply because he had carved, or he had served in government for over 25 years or because he had won a chess tournament at age 99. Johann van uh, Holt, Holst, I believe is how you pronounce that, was remarkable because he saved over 600 Jewish children from the Nazis back in World War II. 600 children, this man did. In 1940, this person had been appointed deputy principal of the, um, of the Reformed Teacher Training College, a seminary in Amsterdam, as World War II swept across Europe. Um, uh, Johann first, his first contributions included helping convert the college, or to convert the college into a shelter for Dutch teachers in danger for refusing the sign of the oath of loyalty to Germany. By 1942, Johann began an even more radical means of rescuing Jews in the Netherlands. Um, Nazis used a theater across the street from the college as a deportation center for Jewish families. As part of the process, children were separated from their parents and sent to a nursery next door. The nursery shared a back garden with the college and Johann seized the opportunity to step in and to save the children. Listen to this. By secretly coordinating operations with nursery workers, Johann and his colleagues helped smuggle children out of the city. These courageous individuals canvassed potential adoptive families who could take the endangered children into their homes without detection. Then partnering partnering 
nursery workers um, covertly removed the names of the children from the Nazis' registry. Yeah. Johann and the network of the secret deliverers then arranged for the children to be hidden in containers such as laundry baskets and sacks. Deliverers would time their, um, their mission for when a, tra- when a tram passed blocking the view of the Nazis' guards so another resistance worker could ride away from the hidden, with the hidden child, the rescued toddlers would live out the rest of their lives in hiding. The covert deliverance efforts lasted until 1943. When the nursery was closed and its Jewish director was sent to the death camp in Auschwitz, Johann continued to help other Jews in danger until he was forced to go into hiding just three weeks before the liberation. On March 8, 1972, um, the World Holocaust Remembrance Center recognized Johann as righteous among the nations. Yeah, an honor to describe non-Jews who risked their lives to save Jews from genocide. In an age when most North Americans enjoy relative safety, it may be difficult to understand the depths of Johann's sacrifice, yet we can acknowledge with appreciation the high cost of deliverance and the glorious freedom his efforts purchase for at least 600 children. Praise God. Folks, this is just one of many, 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 many people in the world who have risen to a, um, uh, to a, uh, a service, if I can put it that way, that really exemplifies what human beings can do. Praise God. And, you know, we, we talk about the Holocaust, we talk about many things that are going on in our world, but there is a liberation that is going on in the spiritual realm praise God, that takes place every day. And we're going to talk about that tonight in Jesus' name, that God has set the captive free, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something, He sets us free so that we can return that message to others in the name of Jesus. Isn't that thrilling? Let's just lift our hands for just a minute now, and let's ask the Lord to help us with that. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Oh yes, I'm telling you, the captive is set free, praise God. The Lord has done that. Amen. No more slavery. Oh, no more slavery in the name of Jesus. With the help of the Lord, we can have that in our lives on a regular basis in the name of Jesus. Amen. I am thankful for that. In Jesus' name. I am thankful for that. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We talk about the character of Moses, and Moses, of course, is one of the very much beloved uh, people of the, of the Jews. The Jews really do recognize him as one of their heroes. And we understand that Moses, because we have the Bible, of course, had three 40-year periods in his life. The first 40-year period that Moses spent on this earth, of course, was in the halls of, of Egypt. And, of course, he learned the ways of the Egyptian ways, and um, we don't have scripture and verse for all the things that he learned. We can only assume that he was taught the same way they were because they were preparing him 
for a position in that country. But the Bible says that Moses, you know, I don't know how long it took, but he came to a place where he needed to know more about his ancestry, the real one. And of course that led to his, um, in my opinion, getting premature and killing an Egyptian and ending up having to escape that. And he ended up on the backside of Sinai where for another 40 year period, Moses spent um, in preparation, of course, um, as a shepherd. And um, of course that's at the end of that 40 year period is when we see that that vision from God came into his life. That he saw the, 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 the bush, the burning bush that was being consumed or not being consumed but being on fire but not being consumed and it attracted him and he came and he received the call of God. And that was the second 40 year period in his life and then the third 40 year period in his life was spent, amen, in, in, in servitude to the Almighty God, pastoring probably the largest church in the world. Yeah, yeah, Moses. But what a man, what a, what, a, um, what a concept, praise God. And when Moses came to the children of Egypt, you gotta understand, they were in bondage. Very, very heavy bondage. They were working probably somewhere between 10 and 14 hours a day and they were um, uh, in charge of, of building pyramids and doing the work for, for Pharaoh. But God had other plans for them. And of course that was to bring them into a place where they could return to the true purpose of life. And that of course is to worship God. Amen. And so you think about it, praise God. You know, this is what God has in store for us. He saved us from our sins, didn't he? Come on, that's what he does. He sets us free, praise God. But he does more than that, praise God. He helps us to be able to go to others and, 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 to, and to help them to be set free in Jesus' name. Now let me ask you a question. Slavery. None of us in this room you know, can really understand it, myself very much included. We really don't know what that is. But yet, it is happening in our lives. You know, lots of folks are, are slaves to different things in life, sometimes knowingly and sometimes not. But let me ask you the question, and you can um, see what, what kind of answers that you have. What forms of slavery can hold us down today? What forms of slavery do you know of that can hold us down today? Ooh, yeah, I think money is definitely, no, no question about it, it is. Yes. Oh, wow, yes, yeah, no doubt about it, yeah. Anyone else? Forms of slavery, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, yes. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Anyone else? Forms of slavery, yes. Death? death. Oh, okay, debt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No doubt, all of these are very, very good, there's no question about it. Anyone else want to chime in? We're talking about forms of slavery in our world today. We're not talking about an Egyptian army that holds us down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
You know, I was thinking of one the, uh, the other day when I was trying to put some th- thoughts together for this, and I thought of the, of the slavery of guilt. Wow. And the reason I thought about that is because of the fact that a lot of times it returns. It's something that sometimes we get the victory over for a while, and then all of a sudden something else will happen to us, and it seems like that it will sneak right back in. Amen. And so, you know, again, when we compare ourselves to the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, obviously we're not talking about an Egyptian culture that's holding us steadfast, that type of thing. We're talking about things that that we deal with on, on on a daily basis, praise God. And, you know, one of the things that, 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 that will help bring these things back into our lives is when we forget. See, one of the things that you and I have to constantly do when it comes to the kingdom of God is that we have to constantly remember what the Lord has done for us. Come on, how many, let me just take you down memory lane here a little bit. How many can remember the day that you came out of that baptismal and every one of your sins were completely washed away? Come on, come on, lift up both of those hands right now. And come on, thank the Lord for that. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that God has already done. Praise God. Come on, we can can beat the slavery a belt. We can do this in the name of Jesus if we'll not forget what the Lord has done in the name of Jesus. That's one of the reasons why we sing the songs over and over and over again. Come on, we sang the one tonight. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, how many's experienced that? Come on, have you experienced the cleansing of the Lord in the name of Jesus? Come on, I'm talking about real things here that we have, to con- we have to consistently remind ourselves of in Jesus' name, praise God. And so this is what God does. Amen. And so that's why, you know, slavery in whatever form that we've mentioned here tonight is going to be knocking on your door sometimes. And the best way that you and I can, can, can not invite it in or not allow it to take place in our lives again is to remember what the Lord has done. Praise God. And constantly keep that in mind in Jesus' name. Because, you know, as Christians, we must not forget the blessings God has poured out on us in the past. You see, that's what He's done. He has blessed us, praise God. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you remember when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Come on, you remember that night or that day that you began to speak in a heavenly language? You probably didn't understand it any more than I did. But all of a sudden something came that wasn't there before in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm here to tell you, God wants to help somebody here tonight to keep those slave dragons away, praise God. And one of the ways that we can do that is to remember what the Lord has done. Let me show you a scripture here. I'm kind of getting out of the box here a little bit. But look at the book of Titus, chapter number 3. You know, we talk about strengthening the inner man. And I believe the Lord wants to do that every day. I believe the inner person, who you are, God wants to strengthen you. But notice this. Notice this in Titus chapter number 3. Praise God. The Bible says, 
um, uh, um, in verse number three, Titus three and three, it says, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, did deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and in envy, hateful and hating one another. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? Now that's not negative, that's realistic. That's where we came from. But it says, but after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared. Look at this, not by works of righteousness which we have done. It says, but according to his mercy, he saved us, how? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody here tonight needs to grasp a hold of that baptism of the Holy Ghost that you received maybe some years ago. And you need to realize this is the thing that's going to keep you out of slavery by renewing your mind. Come on, folks, I'm going to tell you something. This might be a Bible study, but I believe that God wants to do that for somebody right here in this place in the name of Jesus. Come on, in my opinion, this is the antidote for depression, right here, right here, is that if we can learn that we can depend on God, that he filled us once, he'll keep filling us again, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in here wanting to take charge for just about 30 seconds in the name of Jesus, and helping somebody understand they don't have to live in slavery in the name of Jesus, come on, this is the will of the Father, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, come on, this is what God does, and by the washing of regeneration. Do you know what that word regeneration means? It means to be regened in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, any defect that you, any defect that you had in your life, God is in the process of fixing it right now. He's in the process of fixing it right now in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, and then he renews our minds. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I'm telling you, the God of our salvation is here here in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And so just like the, 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 the children of Israel in the Old Testament, God chose to use people to help them to be rescued. Moses was one of them. Moses was the mailman. He was the one that was to come. And you know, when he came and when he confronted Pharaoh, praise God. I mean, you know, that, that had to be a kind of a touchy situation, didn't it? It really did. But he had a very simple message. Him and John the Baptist remind me a lot of each other. Just a very simple message, praise God. Let my people go. Praise God. And I'm here to tell you, praise God, that's the clarion call of the church in this New Testament. God is able to help us to let go of the things of this world and to start embracing the things of the Almighty God and then the heavenly realm. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It begins to make more sense and more sense as we do it in Jesus' name. But began, believe me, folks, you know, slavery is still around. It still wants to grasp us. It still wants to put us under its, you know, under its tentacles, if I can put it that way. But how many knows that through the help of the Lord, we can break free? Come on, we can do it. We can break free every day of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. And I believe the Lord wants to help us to do that in the name of Jesus. Sister Carnahan, do you have that video? Go ahead and play the video now. Thank you. My parents were missionaries in Africa while I was growing up, 
and one of the famous stories of our family is of my father getting trapped in our Bible school. Angry villagers had descended upon the building, doing damage to the property, physically assaulting the men, attempting to rape the women. Dad hid in a corner, shouts of kill the white man reverberating off of the walls. This disturbing phrase was overshadowed in his hearing by the voice of his mentor, Evangeline Rodenbush. He could hear her so clearly, stating on repeat, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He remained motionless until her voice stopped. The minute it did, he made a break for it and was delivered unto safety. Deliverance. I wanted mine to look like that. My hiding corner growing up was different, but its own way it was just as dangerous. Crippling anxiety kept me curled up outside my parents' bedroom all night long, long nights on end. For years, I was afraid to go anywhere or do anything. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 30. When I look back at that girl from the life I live now, I know anything is possible. There's no situation too deep or darkness too dire to be out of reach of the Lord's deliverance. No matter what your deliverance looks like today, it is yours and it is coming. Awesome, amen. Hey, we're gonna take about maybe two or three minutes now and does anybody here have a short testimony of how you know the Lord delivered you from a situation? It's got to be brief, but anybody got a short testimony about a time that God literally delivered you from a situation? In Jesus' name. Come on, we overcome by the, by the word of our testimony. Yes, Mike, quick. That is awesome. That is awesome. God has his hand on us, folks. That is no question about it. Maybe one more on this side. Anybody have a testimony? They want to just stand up. Go ahead, Sister Garland. That is awesome. That is awesome. And you know it was God, don't you? See, that's the, that's the undergirding this situation here. We all, and, and, and I know I'm kind of taking you a little bit um, impromptu here, but, but the bottom line is, in all of these situations, we know it was God. 
We know that was God. It could only be God that did that. And so I would suggest that you file that away. Come on, we overcome by the, by the word of our testimony. And one of the best ways that we can not forget is to testify about what the Lord has done in Jesus' name. Now, as I said before, many times in the, in the Old Testament, God used different methods, you know, to carry this out. And if you think about it, the children of Israel, just think about, you know, um, when, when, when they were delivered from Egypt, you know, how would you like to have been there, praise God, when the Red Sea opened up? Come on. How would you like to have been there, praise God, when you got out of bed that morning and all of a sudden the stuff's all over the ground that you can eat? Come on, how would you like to have been there, praise God, when Moses spoke to the rock and you saw the water gushing out? See, the real deal is, is God is working amongst us, praise God, because he understands, praise God, that we have to have reassurance in our life on a regular basis. That's what's going to get rid of a lot of the, the slavery that we have is the calm reassurance that I know my God saved me. I know my God forgave me of every sin I've ever committed. I know my God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I know that my God has healed my body. I know, come on folks, this is what the Lord has done for us many, 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 many times in the name of Jesus and this is what keeps slavery away because we don't have to go back to that bondage come on folks we do not have to be put back in that bondage in Jesus name praise God and I'm so thankful but one of the things that we um, you know that 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 sometimes we forget in the Old Testament is that God was preparing them for the thing that was going to happen that there were certain things that were going to happen. Let me show you one of those things that God was preparing them for. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter number 18, because I'm going to tell you something. God knew what he was doing. Just like when Abraham, remember when Abraham was going up to mountain, you know, to, to sacrifice his son? Praise God. One of the words of faith that he told to his, his servants was, I and the lad are going to go up yonder and we're going to worship, praise God, and we're going to return. And when he was going up that mountain, you know, um, uh, um, his, his young little boy was asking the question, well, where's the sacrifice? And what was the words that Abraham would say? God himself shall supply a sacrifice. And this is what God was tuning up the nation of Israel for. Listen to the prophecy that went forth in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18. The Bible says in verse number 15 there, it says, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. Now this is a direct reference to Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say, according to all that thou hast desired of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the, of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me hear, let me see this great fire anymore that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken, praise God. Look at verse 18, I will raise them up a 
prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I have commanded him praise God again God was preparing the nation of Israel even way back then for the idea of when Jesus Christ has come that's why you and I we can rejoice in the hour that we're living in because you and I live in the midst of better promises because Jesus Christ has already come as a man the first time didn't he and then he went glorified he got glorified and taken to heaven praise God and poured out the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you and I are living in a time praise God that is absolutely you know second to none in Jesus name And so you and I, we can understand, praise God, that we don't have to go back. We can go forward, praise God, with Jesus Christ. You see, Moses was a type of the Messiah. He was. He wasn't the Messiah, but he was a type of it. Praise God. And God anointed him, praise God. He allowed him to have tremendous works, praise God. But make no mistake about it, my friends. You know, it's like the scripture says, the law was not, you know, the, you know, the law came by Moses, praise God. But guess what came from with Jesus Christ? Yes, grace and truth came with Jesus Christ. And so you and I have the aspect of grace in our life. And we understand that grace is, is influence. Grace is God being with us every day of every week, praise God. And I think it's time for us to start tapping into that in the name of Jesus. We need to tap into that experience and that influence that God has in our lives. I'm here to tell you folks, God doesn't want us walking around wondering whether things are going to happen. He wants to help us to have faith faith in the name of Jesus, in the Lord Jesus Christ for the things that God wants to do in Jesus' name. And so you and I, we can rest assured that even though the Old Testament teaches us some things, and believe me, it does. It teaches us that, you know, people can slide right back in, into slavery. Isn't it amazing how that the nation of Israel went through and saw all of those beautiful miracles that God performed? I'm talking about he just delivered them from the greatest army the world could assemble. And then he brought them, praise God, into a wilderness, to a place where there was bitter water. And by the help of God, you know, and by the obedience that Moses had, he put that tree into that water and it was turned from bitter water to, to sweet water in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, God did that many, many times. But yet when things got rough, when things got tough, and they will, believe me, that's just kind of the way life has it. You know, a lot of times what happened is they wanted to go back to Egypt. Now come on, that's, that's, a, that's what people want to do sometimes is go back to the slavery that they were once in. And I'm going to tell you something, that's why you and I need to keep it in mind that that's not where God wants to take us. He wants to keep us free. Come on, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. That's what I'm talking about. So you and I, we have been delivered from these slavery bugs. You and I, we can, we can trust the Lord, praise God, that if he did it once, come on, he'll do it again, praise God. You and I can rest assured that our God is able to do exceeding, abundant, above all that we ask or think. Can somebody say amen? amen. Now come on, I don't know what's knocking on your door tonight as far as slavery is concerned, but I'm going to take authority over there. If you want to join me, you can. But I want us to lift up our hands right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want God to touch us right now tonight. Come on, give us a better way in the name of Jesus. And I believe he's here to do that. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, come on, I'm telling you something. Praise God. The Lord is able to do these things in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, he's teaching us something right now. Come on, he's teaching us that we can make it, that we can go through it in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, choose grace and truth. Choose it tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Mm. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Come on, now just think about this, and you don't have to answer this, but just contemplate this. If you had somebody to walk up to you, maybe tomorrow or even tonight or whatever the case is, and they, they asked you, how do you know that God is real? How would you answer something like that? See, isn't that, that's an interesting inquiry, isn't it? Well, God wants us to be sure, praise God. He wants us to understand that the God that saved us, how many years ago you began this salvation trek, He's able to keep you on that road, praise God, and to keep you till the day either the rapture takes place or you breathe your last and you go into the grave, but you're not going to stay in the grave, praise God. You're going to resurrect into life brand new, and guess what? You're going to have a brand new body, praise God. No more aches and pains. No more things that are going to plague us in the name of Jesus. Come on, these are the promises that God has for us in the name of Jesus. And so we understand that the Old Testament was a schoolmaster. That's what the book of Galatians teaches us. It teaches us that God was teaching us things that were going to happen, praise God. And we understand when Jesus Christ came onto the scene, this is when, this is when it really, really, really got you know, hopping and popping, if I can put it that way. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is the same. Come on, yesterday, today, and forever, praise God. So you and I do not have to even think about going back to slavery. You and I, we can take authority over that kind of a spirit. And you and I, we can press on and we can be renewed in the spirit of our minds on a regular basis. And we can find the victory in Jesus' name, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We can find the victory in Jesus' name. Praise God. Listen to, to what the words say. Look at John chapter number 14. You know, Jesus, of course, in, in, in these chapters is, is doing a tremendous teaching to his, his disciples, trying to help them to understand that there were certain things that were going to happen, praise God. He taught them the concept that probably the greatest thing that a person can do for another person is to lay down their lives for them. And of course, Jesus was going to demonstrate that in this chapter in just, just a few hours. He was going to die for the sins of the world. But listen to his words, and I want you to take this to heart tonight, Saint. The Bible says in 14 and 1, I'm in John chapter 14 and 1. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Somebody say amen. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions, praise God, residences. It says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Come on, look at somebody and say, he's talking to me. Come on, look at somebody else and say, he's talking to me. 
That's right. That's what he's doing. He's talking to you, praise God. And then it says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know, praise God. Come on, I'm telling you right now, God has been very, very, very plain in telling us what's the way. And you say, well, what is the way? Well, hold on to it. Look at verse number five. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, or how can we know the way? Look at, look at verse number six there. Jesus saith unto him, say this with me, would you? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Come on, I'm telling you right now, we know the way, praise God. That is to follow Jesus. That is to get as close to Jesus as we can and realize that the things that happen to Jesus are going to end up happening to us. That's just the way it is. You know, in the 16th chapter of this book, I'm talking about the Gospel of John. Jesus again doing further teaching, talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, talking about how the Spirit is going to come and reprove us, how the Spirit is going to come and literally lead us into all truths. Come on, those of you that got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, can you say amen? amen. Come on, I'm here to tell you, when I'm talking about being, re- re- being renewed in the spirit of your mind, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost doing the renewing in our thought patterns in Jesus' name. Now, I'm talking about getting rid of slavery, not going back into that bondage, not allowing the world to come with their ideas. And some of them are sincere. Don't misunderstand me. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. Man can come up with a good program, but it never, ever lasts. But I'm here to tell you, God comes and He stays. And He puts things in our lives, praise God, that are designed to be renewed over and over and over and over again. I'm telling you the truth right now, folks. This is what will keep us out of the bondage of this world, is by renewing by reminding ourselves that Jesus set me free. I don't have to go back to drugs and alcohol. I don't have to go back to these programs that tell me that I become a slave to those things. I have been set free. And he who the Son has set free, come on, somebody say it with me. He is free indeed. That's right. That's what God has done for us. And so the Lord has told us in in chapter number 16 that there are all kinds of things. But notice this in chapter 16 and verse 31. The Bible says, Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, and now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Look at that. In the world you shall have tribulation. Now he's fully disclosing to us that there's going to be times that there's going to be pressure. That's what the word tribulation means. But look at this. But be of good cheer. What is he saying? I have overcome the world. That's what I'm talking about. Doing it the Jesus way. Recognizing, praise God, that we do not have to live as slaves in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm telling you something. God knows what he's doing. Amen. God knows what he's doing. Praise God. And so I'm going to believe in Jesus. 
And I'm going to believe that the experience from that, or the experience from the deliverance of sin, is going to remain in Jesus' name. Come on, that's the truth of the matter right there. I don't care how up and down I am, I know that my God is always up. Come on, that's what I'm talking about, praise God. You can depend on Him, praise God. You don't have to depend on yourself. You can depend on Him. And folks, really that's what programs are. Programs are depending on people. And I'm not saying that people can't do good things, but I'm saying God doesn't want us to be dependent on people. He wants us to be dependent on Him. Praise God. And that's what He will do in the name of Jesus. Listen to this, the Pharisee Nicodemus was well versed in the law of Moses. He knew what it was to be an Old Testament person. He knew that. Okay, And when he came to Jesus secretly by night, he recognized immediately. Now listen to this. He recognized that Jesus was a teacher come from God. He said that right to Jesus. He said, we know you came from God. No man can do these things, you know, unless God be with him. Well, Jesus was more than just a special teacher. Jesus was more than somebody setting up programs, folks. Jesus was Almighty God incarnate. Come on, this is where our faith needs to go, folks. Come on, that God in, was in Him reconciling the world unto Himself. Now God has given us a part in this. This is what keeps us out of slavery. It's when we become part of what God wants us to do. And that is God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation to what? To some program? No, reconciliation to God. Listen to me, I mentioned guilt before. That's going to keep coming back because we are human and because we have a flesh. And the only antidote for guilt is to say it's already under the blood. Come on, I've already put that under the blood in Jesus' name and I have confidence in God and I know that His blood is able to cleanse me from all iniquity. It's able to cleanse me from everything in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm telling you right now, if you'll begin to have that kind of confidence in God, it doesn't matter what kind of a slave master comes. You're going to be able to put that thing down in Jesus' name. As I said, Jesus was more than just a special teacher. He was the Messiah. That's the deal, folks. He was the only one that was designed by God to come and to save the world in Jesus' name. Can somebody quote me John 3 and 16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have life eternal. Praise God. That's what He came, praise God. And that's why Jesus did not answer Nicodemus in, in the way I think he was, at, he was wanting Him to. He answered Him except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God or enter into the kingdom of God. Now listen to me, saint. That's why you got to recognize one of the most powerful things in this side of heaven happened to you. You were born again of the water and of the Spirit. Come on. We don't have to depend on other things. We can start depending on God more in the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, when we begin to do that, I believe by His Spirit, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, 
but according to his mercy. Come on, how many has felt the, the effects of mercy today? I have too. It's a beautiful feeling, my friend. I'm going to tell you something. Mercy is when God doesn't give me what I deserve, praise God. It's when God, He loves me, praise God, enough to give me something that I don't deserve in Jesus' name. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. This is what's going to help us to beat the slavery bug. Praise God. This is what's going to do it in Jesus' name. Now Nicodemus seemed genuinely genuinely curious. So Jesus revealed to Nicodemus a part of his nature in the now famous John 3, 16 through 17. Praise God. That God did love the world. He still does. That if we believe on Jesus Christ, praise God, a lot of us, praise God. I'm going to tell you something. Those, those, we're going to keep those slavery things away in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in closing, every one of us has an opportunity every day. Every one of us has an opportunity to choose. We do. And tomorrow's not going to be any different. That's why, you know, if you're expecting some, you know, some, some hand to come through the sky and to grab you by the nap of the neck and, and make you do a bunch of stuff, that's not going to happen. What God is going to do is give you another uh, opportunity to choose Him. Now, I just asked you the simple question, what are you going to do? Come on, what are you going to do? That's what you need to make up your mind here tonight, in my opinion, that I'm going to choose Jesus. I'm going to seek Him. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm going to give God every opportunity, every day, praise God, to set me free in Jesus' name. And one of the first places He's going to do it is right between these two ears. I'm going to begin to think different. I'm going to begin to express that in the name of Jesus. I'm going to begin to give Him praise and glory, and I'm going to begin to give Him honor in the name of Jesus. Come on, would you stand with me tonight? Come on, let's do that. Come on, lift, lift up those hands right now and let's begin to call upon the Lord. Come on, come on, let's make up our minds here tonight that slavery is not going to beat us. Oh, in the name of Jesus, that slaves can be delivered. Come on, that's the, that's the crux of this Bible study, is that nothing, nothing has to hold us down from here on out. In the name of Jesus, Oh, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I claim this, Lord God, by the promises of Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, yes, our God is a healer, our God is a deliverer, come on, He delivered you once, He'll do it again, come on, that's what He does, He'll do it again, oh, in the name of Jesus. He'll do it again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.